Welcome to episode 28 of Viper Recruit Spotlight. One week away from the Texas high school football season starting, and I can't be more excited. I'm Wack, and joined with me today is Jackson Ashton, feeling a little under the weather. Uh, before we get to our Texas high school football show, it you know, got to bring in Jackson and see how you're doing, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, this has been our last really busy week of uh, photo shoots and media days, but really excited. Uh, next week on Monday, first week of high school football. So it, it's doing really good right now. Excited to uh, get to next week and go out to some games. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's here and I can't wait. Uh, you know, very good time. Very good storylines coming up when you think of Texas high school football. Uh, you, you know, and we kind of thought, we kind of figured let, let's take today to kind of talk about what does you know the start of the Texas high school football you know season do for recruiting? Does it slow it down? Does it pick it up? Maybe it's a little bit of staying the same. Jackson, what do you think when we think of Texas high school football and the season starting, knowing that the early early signing day is is you know is not going to happen until you know right before the end of twenty twenty two? You know, do, do athletes kind of take a step back as as the season starts? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, obviously, right now we have the dead period, so no coaches can be in contact with players right now. You can't have recruits on campus unless it's an official visit. So you're seeing the dead period happen right now, and that's kind of the lull in recruiting with the start of the season. But I think also for the players, it's nice to be able to focus on the team, on your high school team, on uh, your upcoming senior year if you're a senior. It's important to have that time to be able to go from, okay, I'm hitting all these camps. I'm doing everything I can to be recruited to then, Hey, let's hit the field. Uh, coaches obviously will be at games. You'll see uh, lots of recruiting analysts at games. So uh, it really is just kind of uh, an exciting time in Texas high school football, especially at the beginning of the season. But that's kind of why you see that lull is just the dead period. And uh Definitely going to be an exciting season. Lots of talent in the Houston, Dallas, and Austin, San Antonio area. Talent all across Houston, or Texas this year. So very excited for the season to start. And uh, I think that's where you see uh, recruitment start to happen towards the middle of the season and start to pick back up. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really slow down for the people on the recruiting game, if you will. But, yeah, definitely might. And I don't think it really slows down for the athletes either. You know, they're probably – you know, looking at, okay, how's the school doing this year? You know, obviously sometimes you, you wouldn't think it matters, but hey, record of a team playing this year is is definitely an important factor onto, you know, does a kid, you know, that's maybe has a top five, oh, this team's not doing well, I want to knock them out of my top five. Hey, I'm committed, but this team's not doing well. Do I want to, you know, jump out and go somewhere else? You know, do you think, let's kind of move on from that and let's play on that a little bit. Do you think that goes into some of these recruiting, uh, you know, coordinators or even just the head coaches when they're talking to these recruits heading up into the start of the season? Like, hey, you know, we might have a down season this year, but we're building something special and we want you to be a part of it. Does that do you think coaches, you know, do that is, is honesty kind of the best policy there where it's like, hey, we don't know how we're going to do this year. Right. But we're building something right. You know, I kind of look at Texas as, as an example here. You know, they may not have they may have just regular six and six season. There's the possibility of that happening. But when you look at what they did last year in recruiting and look at kind of what they're doing this year, they are building something. Do coaches be a little upfront, a little honest with, with recruits in that regard? I mean, I think they spin it. I think they use it to say, 
we didn't have a great year this year, but you could be the key to the future. And uh, I think most of recruiting, especially uh, for these coaches uh, in every single class that they're recruiting, it, it's 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 uh, painting the picture of the future, uh, what the future of the program could be, what their position in the program could be. So uh, it, I think it really just depends on the player. Some people, once they find home, they find home and that's it. They're done. Uh, other people, you look at the record and you want to win now and uh, you want to get noticed early, possibly leave after your junior year to get drafted. Those are, it really just depends on the kid, but those are kind of the factors that play into it. Um, I think records are a big thing. I think they will play a big deal in recruitment, especially this year. Uh, we see Texas with a top five class. Uh, I, I think that a lot of their key pieces will stay, but I think you'll see some of these other pieces maybe dip out if they don't necessarily have a good year because the hype is it has been built for Texas for this year after getting Quinn Ewers, after getting these transfers at wide receiver and all over the field. So I believe that the record does mean something, not just for Texas, but for everyone uh, in college football. Having a great record, having a good season really plays well when you go into the recruiting, especially for kids who aren't, who aren't committed uh, at the moment. Well, on the flip side, when, uh, let's look at the recruits kind of aspect of it. Do you think sometimes maybe, you know, the, the really amount of, like, not even slots, but, you know, hey, they're taking up wide receivers. I want to go to the school. I want wide receiver. Let me let me jump on this real quick before, I, you know, there's just no more really room for a wide receiver left. Do you think some of that plays a factor in it too, where you see all these recruits getting from a, maybe a certain skill position getting snatched up by a, a school that maybe a recruit wants to go to? Does that maybe factor into to how quickly they might commit? Yeah, I think it factors in a lot of these kids that you want to play right away. Once you get to school, you want to play as early as you can. And sometimes that might be a year. Sometimes that's two. Sometimes you wait until your senior year. Um, but that's not really how the trend of college football has gone. You see guys go to programs their freshman year. They don't get any playing time. And then they're they're off in the transfer portal, transferring to a different school. So I really think it just depends on the athlete, on the kid, what their desires are. But I think playing time is a big deal. Uh, seeing other guys in your recruiting class at the same position getting recruited, wow, you want to play with those guys. You're also competing with those guys for spots. So uh, it's very nitpicky once you get down to it. It really just depends on the athlete, if they're willing to compete or if they just want a chance to play early at a different school. That, that's really where it goes into it. Well, it'll be interesting indeed to see how everything plays out as the Texas high school football season um, kind of happens. We will be here with you all, all, every step of the way. Of course, uh, one person that really doesn't have uh, have to worry about where they're going is our interview for this week, which you have brought to us. Uh, go ahead and, and go ahead and line this up for us, Jackson. Yeah, we've got a very special interview uh, from Smithson Valley High School offensive lineman Colton Thomason. Uh, he's committed to Texas A&M. He's really been one of the key pieces to the class of 23 A&M class. Uh, he's very active on Twitter, very active everywhere, recruiting kids to get to go to A&M. Also a really cool guy to talk with. Uh, special moment for me being an Aggie fan, talking to a recruit, uh, hearing what he had to say about A&M. But uh, it's a great interview, so why don't we just jump to that right now? All right, well, with that being said, let's jump to your interview with Colton right now thanks josh we're here with a very special guest today uh very special guest for me as well being an AM fan uh we're here with smithson valley offensive lineman commit uh colton thomason colton what's going on man how you doing 
What's going on, sir? Doing good, man. Uh, first off, let's talk about uh, committing to AM. You were kind of one of these uh, first couple guys in this class to commit. Uh, it's you've been active on Twitter. You've been very vocal on Twitter uh, about AM. What what was it about Texas AM that really made it feel like home? That made you decide, hey, I'm making my decision, done deal. Like this is the place for me. Well, you know, I, uh, they were the first team to recruit me. I think it was Coach Fisher's second year when I was in the eighth grade. And he invited me on an unofficial visit. And when I saw the uh, Aggie wore him and then saw him the horns off, and, you know, the stadium actually moves. I don't know if you've ever oh, yeah. been in the game, but it, it literally moves. Uh, that's when I realized, okay, this place has something special to it. And as I went more and more, it just made me feel, feel like home. And – when you look at the big picture, there's no reason you shouldn't be a fighting Texas Aggie if you have the opportunity to, in my opinion. You know, just on top of the um, on top of the amazing football team that we have going on, an amazing coaching staff, the network is unreal. You know, if you have an Aggie ring on your ring finger, it sets you up for life. You know, College Station's a real fun place to be. It's a real great place to be. I mean, I can go on for hours, but it's just been home to me yeah man as a recent grad definitely know what it's like at games uh when i was in school i got to go to the seven overtime game against lsu got to when clemson rolled in town i've been i was at the alabama game last year it, it's an absolute experience and uh obviously happy that you found home in college station at AM. uh let, let's jump into uh your uh, your last season playing for smithson valley uh, you you all went nine and three last year, five and two in district. Uh, got second place in district. Uh, pretty good year for the most part. How did you feel about how last season went, and what are some things you're looking forward to this season as it's about to start in the next couple of weeks? Uh, something that I really loved about last season was that we we all came together. You know, we were a really tight group of guys, and I was very happy with the record that we had because not a lot of people expected us to have it, you know, and we came in there and did what we did. And we unfortunately just came up short in the second round uh, to a great team. But uh, this year, some big things that I've noticed is that we're close, but like we're close outside of football. So like we'll go to practice and then we'll all be like, who wants to hang out after? And then we'll go hang out after. And then on top of the fact, we have a lot of talent out of nowhere. You know, we had, we've had some transfers come in, from different schools we've had some move-ins and we're just looking really good on all sides of the ball and uh the, the biggest thing for this team is that i don't want us ever to be complacent i don't want uh i don't think any of us want to think that we've arrived until there's a ring put on our finger from the uil yeah man obviously states the big goal and uh, y'all seem to have the right as or right aspirations for it uh, just f fell short last year. Let's talk about the close-knit team. You, you've you got a teammate also with you at Smithson Valley who is being kind of highly recruited as well, and Freddie DuBose. Let, let's talk about that. What What is y'all's relationship together? Obviously, you being an offensive lineman, him being a skilled player. Uh, what's been your relationship with him? And maybe talk about how you've maybe helped him through the recruiting process as well as you just went through it. Uh, well, you know, I started building a relationship Freddie, with Freddie ever since we had beat his old team a year ago. And uh, we just got to talking, and eventually he told me, hey, I'm going to come to Smithson Valley. I, I have a house being built here. And he showed up to Smithson Valley, and he's 
put his head down and worked so super hard and risen to every challenge that we put against him. So uh, I love the kid. And uh, it's, it's really cool having another guy on the team that like kind of understands the hype, you know, but uh, I see, I see him like a brother, you know, so I, he's definitely somebody that I want to have as, as a teammate for the next six years, not just this final season, you know, for sure, man. And I, I know lots of Aggie fans would love to see him uh, make a couple more trips to college station sometime soon. Uh, but let's now go back to your recruitment. Uh, you've been one of these early stapled pieces for this class of 23. Let's talk about uh, as you as you have been very active on Twitter, what's it been like for you kind of recruiting guys? And I know that you've been kind of involved in this, but maybe if you can talk about it, what's what's it been like being one of these guys that's already committed trying to get some guys to join the class uh, as we've seen in the past with last year, Bobby Taylor? Um, you know, I actually – Last year when Bobby Taylor was building the class that he helped build, uh, I picked his brain. You know, I got some key things that he did, and I've helped – I've tried to apply them when we try to build our class, you know. And uh, I I think of it as a big deal. Like, personally, like, if I'm going to a school, why not bring the best talent with me? So, I love it. Every time that there's somebody we try to show some love to, I'll tweet it, you know, and I'll retweet everything and – it's something I take very seriously, and it's something I really enjoy doing. Yeah, man. Uh, obviously, uh, you've been very active. I've I've seen a couple of your tweets recently too. I'm very excited to see how this class looks. But now we're going. We'll kind of go back to the season. Now you're approaching your senior year. Uh, senior season for all of us who have played football. Uh, if you don't get the chance to go to the next level, it's a very special time in your life. What what is the goal for this season, and uh, what are some maybe personal goals for you for the team? Well, the goal for the season is obviously state. You know, uh, we have five goals that we have every year. It's it's win, win district, win the playoffs, go to state, have a winning record. And I've only obtained three of them. So you know, I want to win district. I want we we want to win district. We want to want to win state. And uh, I think these group of guys won't go home until that happens. You know, personally, uh, I want to make first team all state like I did last year, maybe the max prep all American team. But uh, the biggest thing is that I just want to help lead this team in every way possible to go to the state championship. Yeah, man. And very excited to see what y'all do this next season. Uh, Now we're going to kind of switch it up. We'll have a little bit of a fun question. Uh, We've asked everyone on the show, uh, NIL has become such a big deal in college football. I mean, we see guys signing deals with Canes. We see guys with – we saw DeColdis Crawford today dropped his video for his commercial with an AC unit company. What is your kind of dream NIL deal? Or maybe there's a place in College Station you've already been, like, thinking, oh, that would be an awesome NIL opportunity. Um, there's definitely a lot of good places in College Station to have an NIL deal with. I you being an Aggie graduate, I think you know that. But uh, as a dream, it's going to sound weird. But uh, I want to have Crocs and I want to have Frank's Red Hot. Okay. That's anybody that knows me. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm putting Frank's on my food. Love okay. that. Okay. I very everywhere. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I respect the Franks. I'm not really a spice guy. My brothers, we've got Franks in the fridge. So I completely understand that, man. 
Uh, Crocs also, I mean, Crocs have been making a comeback. I've, I've seen pretty much everyone's wearing them now. Uh, they were the thing when I was a kid. Now they kind of went away, but now they're making a comeback. So I feel like those two would be a pretty cool NIL deal. Uh, last couple things I got for you. Uh, just talk more a little bit about uh, Jimbo Fisher. I, I feel like lots of people uh, have seen some bits and pieces of what kind of coach he is. Talk about the relationship you've maybe made with him and uh, what's the impression you've gotten from him since you've kind of been going through the process and now committed. The two things that I love the most about Coach Jimbo is, one, he is 100% genuine in anything that he tells you. Uh, he, he's never going to lie. My camera lagged out there. My bad. All good. One, he's never going to lie to you in anything that he tells you. You know, two, he will go to bat for your players. I mean, you saw it with uh, Texas A&M or Alabama, Texas A&M in the spring. You know, just watching him go off like that to defend us as recruits and his players right now, I just really love that about him. Yeah, man, I, I think that's important. And I feel like uh, having a coach that's willing to go to bat for you, I, and of course, most college coaches are like that, but uh, you see Jimbo do it, I feel like, more than more than most as of recently. And uh, very excited to see how this next couple of years go when you're there as well. Um, last two questions I really got for you, Colton, are uh, number one, um, what are a couple guys that, you're close with in the recruiting class or a couple guys maybe from your high school that people should be looking out for people should probably maybe be going after more. And then uh, last question I got is uh, what's your message to A&M fans as you'll be there after this next season? Well, people at my school that you should definitely look out for Gavin Woods. Uh, he's, he was an all state uh, defensive end. He's at linebacker now. He has a couple D one offers, but he definitely deserves some more. Uh, he broke our sack record with 17, and he's probably going to break it again this year. If not, he'll break the tackle record. And uh, David DeHoyas, he's committed to Tech for baseball right now, but uh, he has aspirations to play football. So, you know, he's he, he's just an all-around athlete. You you can put him in any sport and he'll ball. You know, and then obviously, Freddie DeBose, uh, we have a new move-in from Veterans Memorial over there in Converse. Weston Ross, uh, he's he's a kid that I think people are sleeping on a little bit. And then another one of our receivers is uh, T.J. Hunt. He's a he's a lanky he's a lanky kid. But he's fast and he has hands. You know, so there, there, I could go on. We, we have a lot <laughs> that I think should be getting recruited, and I think they deserve to be recruited, and they probably will be recruited after this season. But in terms of our our class, uh, I really love Chase Santos. Okay. He's a great guy. Uh, Anthony Hill, every time I talk to him, I like him more and more. And then Damian Sanford. I, I like all the linebackers. They're really oh, cool yeah. guys. I love every single guy in the class so far. I can't wait to go to war with them. For sure, man. It uh, sounds like a great class already. Uh, last question I got for you. Uh, just a message to Aggie fans. Uh, you're going to be heading there after this next season, after your season year, senior year. Uh, what's the message you got for them and uh, – any message for any fans out there who are kind of doubting the Aggies in the next couple of years? Anyone that's doubting the Aggies is obviously not looking at college football, and they're probably being biased. Um, 
my message to Aggie fans is tis the season. Let's go win a natty and I'm home. And our class isn't done yet, so we're the number one class. For sure, man. Uh, well, Colton, I want to thank you for copping on the show. Uh, this is a really great having you on, man. Uh, very excited to see how you and the team do, do this next fall in your senior year. Excited to see what you do at AM in your career. Uh, that's it for uh, for us. We'll hop it back over to the Josh. But, Colton, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, Jackson, that was a great interview. Uh, had to push back, obviously, Ashton's interview with his, uh, you know, fell under the weather. So hopefully we can get his little surprise interview here in soon. That being said, it's time to get to our under the radar segment. Of course, our under the radar segment is where we take a look at athletes we consider, quote unquote, under the radar for one reason or another, whether that's because they're a high four or five star and they're just not getting the offers we think they should be getting. Or they're, you know, maybe they're three-star kind of, or maybe, you know, don't don't have a star or anything like that. But we just feel like the talent is there for them to be getting recruited and they're not for whatever reason. Uh, that being said, Jackson, let's jump to you. Who's your under-the-radar athlete for this week? Yeah, my under-the-radar athlete this week is uh, Jackson Powers from Second Baptist. Uh, last year he was at Fort Bend Christian Academy, now transfers over to the Rivals and Second Baptist He's a class of 2024 athlete. He can play DB and uh, wide receiver, as you see on the tape. Uh, kid just makes a lot of plays. He's a kid who's play is at 5'9". A lot of people think he's undersized, but I, I've gotten the chance to watch him at a couple of camps, a couple of different things. He locks up anyone. He's not afraid to go against talent. I watch him go up against Jacoby Banks, and Jacoby Banks, uh, who's committed to Houston, he made a nice snag on him. But uh, Jackson wanted to go get and wanted to go take another rep in 1v1. So, yeah, he's a kid I think that's really going to be a difference maker for that second Baptist team who just fell short of a state championship uh, last year. I think that Jackson's going to be a pivotal uh, player on the offense and on the defense this year. So I think he's a kid – Looking at the tape, he's going to be the playmaker. He's going to be the guy who makes the big-time play on defense. So really excited to watch this kid and uh, definitely think some schools should take a chance on him after this season. My under-the-radar athlete this week is going to be Jarvis Anderson of Taylor High School down here in the Austin area. He's a wide receiver-defensive back combo, and what immediately stands out to me is his speed. And Jarvis is fast. I mean, once he's in the open field, I don't know if anybody can catch him, to be honest. I mean, he runs a 4-4, 40, um, but just, I mean, the way it translates to the field, it, 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 he is quick. That's a 5-11, which is that good size you like for that kind of wide receiver, defensive back kind of position. Um, only 159 pounds, um, so, you know, maybe a little underweight, but again, I always say this, weight's never an issue for, for me when you kind of look at it, because weight can be added on, that's not too hard, when you, especially when you get into a, you know, a college weight room, so not too concerned there, especially when you look at it, you know, even, even though he's only 159 pounds, he can make people miss, uh, he does not go down easy, um, so not really concerned about that. Uh, he's also a dual sport athlete. He plays track. He's getting some offers from both, uh, from both track and football. So he, you know, he he really could be one of those where you know, hey, maybe he wants to do both in college, and maybe that's playing into a factor with his recruitment as well. I know he recently got an offer from from Stephen F. Austin uh, over there in, in your kind of neck of the woods. Um, so you know, I really like this kid. I think he's got the speed. I think he's got the athleticism. Um, but, man, I think he has all the intangibles. Uh, last year, 20 receptions for 380 yards. He had uh, 57 carries for 501 yards, 15 total touchdowns, 
over 1,000 just all-purpose yards and one interception to boot. So like I said, just really one of those athletes that you like to see. Uh, He's really going to be able to do whatever you need to do, um, you know, whether that's on the offensive side or defensive side. So Jarvis Anderson, my under-the-radar athlete for this week. If you are someone you know wants to be featured as one of our under-the-radar athletes, hit us up in the comments. Let us know in the DMs. Shoot us an email. We will cover your athlete or you on our show. With that being said, Jackson, let's get out of here, man. Give us those shout-outs as we head into one week away from Texas. Yeah, I'm going to shout out the entire content team for Vibe. We've been really busy. It's been a hectic time for us getting through all these media days, all these photo shoots. Uh, but really exciting to get to the end of it and just shout out to everyone who goes into it, goes to the media days. I know it's a lot of work. I know it's a lot of hard work, but uh, it, it always turns out great, everything we produce from it. So just shout out everyone there. Shout out you, Josh. We're on episode 28. Texas high school football season is about to start, and recruiting stuff are going to be picking up a lot during the season. So very excited to continue doing this show. That's right, man. Shout out to all of the Texas high school football coaches and players. I mean, one week away. Uh, or I mean, or six days if you're playing on Thursday from from the Texas high school football season. Cannot wait. Um, you know, I know they've been putting in all the hard work in the spring and summer, and now heading into the fall. And shout out to you being my right hand man throughout all this 28 episodes. Can't wait to do more. Uh, you know, with that being said, we are moving times starting next week. You know, starting the new season for for, for football. You know, got got to shake things up. We're gonna be moving to three o'clock on Fridays moving forward. Uh, and not only that, but you know, if you haven't seen it yet, we're also doing podcasts Monday through Friday. Not all recruiting related, but you know, we got our, we have our Monday show. Will be kind of a recap of of the football weekend week that was. Uh, Tuesday we got a special just St. Pius edition podcast. Uh, Wednesday we have a coaches kind of corner podcast, and Thursday a preview show. All those shows happen at three o'clock. You're gonna want to watch. Gonna want to tune in. We got some great things on the horizon. Jackson will be kind of rotating in and out on those Monday and Thursday uh, Thursday shows, and be the regular here on Fridays. And I'll be kind of I'll be here Monday, Thursday, and Friday. And then Josh Cook will be kind of leading the way on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So got a good slate of shows coming up for you. For you can't wait for you to see those. Till next week, starting Monday, three p.m. for our uh, for our kind of live show. Uh, for Locker Talk Live is what it is. And then we'll be back Fridays at 3 going forward. I'm Wack, and that's Jackson. We'll see you at the games. <laughs>